0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to... I don't know what this is going to be. Something different. It could possibly be the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast and Related Fiddler episode 30. But it could also easily just be like a standalone YouTube video that I'll probably put up. We'll see what it actually comes to be. Uh, Joining me in this uh, experiment are Mike and Mark Eminem. The, the boys yeah. from uh, Can't Miss Music. That thing that we yeah. dropped because of uh, DMCA and things going around right now that we're not going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. But this is going to be something a little different. Uh, basically, I'm going to do a little, I guess I'd say a history of how Danger Doom came together. Ooh. And uh it's going to be kind of like a, a commentary discussion thing, a podcast, if you will. And uh if you've never heard of Danger Doom, and you've never heard of these people, I mean, I guess you'll get to know it. But if you're like us, and you grew up watching Adult Swim or Toonami around 2005, there's a pretty good chance you came across a decent amount of... uh influential music on there most of it being hip-hop some electronic some i don't know i don't think there was very much rock i don't really remember but like toonami was one of the things that got me into the music that i like today for the most part the other thing was you know finding limewire and getting other people's music and being like what's this metal thing
1: yeah uh- uh Adult Swim Cartoon Network was really good about introducing some uh really interesting music through their bumps and stuff. I believe they actually had um a series of records that they released after a few years like that were showcasing like artists that had done bumps for them in the past and also just done music for certain commercials for like different shows.
0: Yeah, there was a point I wanna say like around two thousand and seven, I think I read. I'm not a hundred percent sure. Where Um, they made a thing called on air and a little bit after just started, basically made their own record label, uh, that William street record label. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. they started releasing all their own music and regardless of whatever your tastes are or were, if you're, I want to say around like 30 to maybe 25, uh, maybe a little bit younger, maybe a little bit older. Well, yeah, probably a little, it was adult swim after all. Uh, there's a good chance that you know of the name Danger, Danger Doom, which is a collaboration of MF Doom and Danger Mouse that was released in 2005, and the album I'm specifically talking about is The Mouse in the Mask, and when when MF Doom, like, when he, when it was announced that he passed away in, um, New Year's Eve? Yeah, on New Year's Eve, on December 31st, like a lot came to my mind. And one of those things that came to my mind was, man, how did this thing come together? Because I never really, I never really questioned how all these like collaborations and things happen. And, uh, you just kind of think to yourself, well, you know, these people just talk together and it just happened. But, uh, the idea of, uh, like, Adult Swim releasing a hip-hop album Mm. uh, seemed like to me it seems to be one of those things where it's more than just hey hey these guys were like hey let's make a thing and uh, do it on Adult Swim and there you go. So I wanted to do like a whole in-depth thing of you know me sending out emails and trying to get responses and stuff and I I sent out some emails and turns out Uh, whenever you send out aimless emails to people you don't really know because you're not a journalist, you're not professional. Nothing really comes back to you. And, uh, I never really thought to, you know, use Twitter really because, uh, I don't know. To me, messaging people on Twitter is either one, intrusive or two, you kind of just fall into a big, deep bucket in hopes that you get found, maybe. Uh, especially if the people are like really popular and they're always yeah getting it messages. seems really
1: strange to talk to people on Twitter in general for me. I'm just I don't know. I'm just not comfortable with the platform.
0: Yeah. And I know a lot of people like like adding people and you know hoping to get responses through that. Uh but I'm not I'm just I call me old fashioned, I guess. Call me a coward.
1: It just feels like not like disingenuous, I guess, is the best way to but it. it just doesn't feel like, you know, you're actually talking to the person.
0: Yeah. But thankfully for me, there are professionals in this world. <laughs> and, <laughs> and people with similar ideas to uh, what I had. And one of those people was, uh, I don't, I'm not too sure of the name, uh, but it's an, an article on a website called uh, OK Player. And the literal art- article is how MF Doom became a part of adult and family and hmm. you know it basically you can i'll probably link it in the no, the show notes or the description and you could read it all and get a more in-depth uh detail about like how all of it happened uh but i'm probably just gonna go mostly off of that near the end and some of it through you know my uh, just little bits of reading some wikis and other interviews and other stuff that I'll pro- I'll also link them in the description also. Mm. And uh, in case you're just like a regular listener or viewer, just watching this out of curiosity, I also wanted to give like a little history of who MF Doom is and who Danger Mouse is. Well, Mark, you tell me, who is Danger Doom? Like how? How did you discover them? Was it through Danger Doom or did you already listen to this stuff before?
2: Um, so it started from my love of Aqua Teen Hunger Force and Adult Swim. And some of the, I think there were a few bumps and a few like advertisements where I've heard of the Danger Doom collab. Mm-hmm. But I was really trying to think back like, how did I, because I like my memory is. That I had a CD, and I think it was a burnt CD of all the hey. songs of the da- the Danger Doom album, mm. because I was like, "Man, I really like Adult Sim." I was like in elementary, I think.
0: Damn! At the time it came off, at,
2: at 2005, right? Yeah, I'd so be I'd be 15. I was Wouldn't like you be in, 14? Yeah, I <laughs> a 14-year-old like elementary school student. <laughs> yeah. What? I 14 was year, no.
0: 14 in sixth
2: grade. Uh, yeah yeah it makes sense in my mind (laughs) all right right. yeah i remember like with my little disc man listening to that album like constantly like for some reason and i was thinking how did i get that but i remember finding like a few of the songs on Uh limewire and then just downloading the rest of the songs in like the whole album and complete and then putting it on a like burning it on a disc and then listening to it that way so that's how i and I thought Danger Doom was a person, and I didn't know it was a collaboration until many, many years later. When uh, I strayed away from hip hop, came back to hip hop, and I'm like, "Hey, this is Danger Doom. Wait a minute, <clears throat> this is MF Doom. Who's this Dan- MF Doom man? <laughs> yeah, who's where's Danger? Is he not dangerous anymore? <laughs> so that's that's what happened.
0: And you're not alone in that for sure. When I first heard of uh, when I first heard Danger Doom, I thought you know your boy daniel dumile was uh danger doom and not actually mf doom Uh yeah and then you know the more i started getting into hip-hop i started just digging a little bit deeper and deeper and finding out more stuff about him like slowly but surely it was like it wasn't like i uh i did a deep wiki dive and started reading every single article or anything i was just like listening to different music and trying to find more of the more similar and it just kept bringing me back to him. Yeah. But, he,
1: yes. Oh, I was going to say, he was like the... Um, I don't want to say he's the only one with the sound he had, but he was uh, pretty much the uh, only one you could find without like really, really looking, I guess, at the time.
0: Yeah, it like a fairly unique mm-hmm. sound.
1: It was a fairly unique sound, like... As far as danger or as far as MF Doom goes and stuff, it's like I, I won't go as far as calling him like the best rapper I've ever heard, but he always had a unique like you know sound to him. Yeah, his voice was uh really good for it.
0: Yeah, his voice was really unique, and he had a good combination of flow and technicality, mm-hmm. where like his rhymes would like they wouldn't be all about like one topic; they'd kind of like stray away and talk about different things and he'd have like metaphors and euphemisms in there uh yeah like
1: they they were i guess the best way to put it is like they were deceptively simplistic yeah and um i I feel like he doesn't get enough credit in that regard because a lot of the time people make memes about like oh yeah like uh he just rhymes about random shit just adding on uh Like just adding words onto words that rhyme, like just sticking a bunch, just stringing a bunch of words together that rhyme. But it's like it it does go further than that. Like there is a there is a rhyme to the like there is a reason to the rhyme.
0: Yeah, it's not like it. it, At first glance, yeah, it it does sound like a bunch of random words, but then you know, once you dig, like you don't really have to dig that deep in order to to see. Like yeah, like, the, they
1: tie together. There's a pattern for it. It, it. it makes sense. It's just that, like, a lot of the time, I feel like, uh, especially like, in later years, people would just hear, uh, like, FMF Doom and they'd be like, oh, it's that guy that just strings words together and stuff, and that, like, that's that's it, really.
0: Yeah. And they're, I mean, they're not wrong on some of it, but, I mean, yeah, like we Yeah, for like sure. We said, I mean, you, sometimes well, you
1: gotta pat out your fucking song, dude. Come
0: on. Yeah. And they can't all be, <laughs> they can't all be tens. Come on. Yeah,
1: come in, come in, just, you
0: know, give a guy a break. Yeah. And before MF Doom became MF Doom, he was that guy that I called, I mean, I don't really remember his name that he had in a KMD, like the group that he had with his mm. brother before. Um, yeah, yeah. I just know that it was the group causing much da- <laughs> causing much damage with, you know, a K. Because you gotta yeah, be cool, you gotta miss that's cool, dude. yeah uh it was him, his brother, DJ Selbrock, and then a third guy. And that third guy ended up dropping out, and then there was another third guy. So I didn't bother, you know, listing him. And I'm sure people won't like that, but whatever. And they released two albums. Well, they released one album under a label. And then they had a second album ready to go, recorded. But the label didn't like it because they thought it was too controversial. They were like, I don't know if we can release an album called Black Bastards with the cover (laughs) of a stereotypical Fleischer era cartoon character lynched and, you know, semi, you know, political and religious questioning lyrics. So after (laughs) basically after they gave that album, like after they finished that album, they were dropped from the label and the album wasn't released until later when it found its way on the internet. And like, unfortunately, a little bit after they were released from this label, uh, Doom's brother, uh, DJ Subrock was in a, I mean, he was a part of a car accident where he got hit when he was trying to cross. I'm not sure exactly what he was trying to cross the street, essentially. And then he got hit by a car. And after all of this happened, he, uh, like, Doom basically just vanished for a few years, this was like around 1994. And then Hmm. in 1997, he released a mixtape called cutting. And that was the first time he used the name MF doom. And then, you know, that's, I'm not sure if it was around that time where he started using the, the metal mask. But I do know that he would go to like, uh, open mics and, you know, these rap, uh, shows in general. And he would hide his face, whether it be with pantyhose or panties or like just, he just put stuff over his mm. head. Until he, you know, found that mask. Who, I forgot exactly who told him to put it on. I, I wanna say it was maybe Mad Lib, but I can't be 100% sure. And it wasn't until 1990, 1999 when he released Operation Doomsday. And basically, from there, it was just off to the races. And he just he would put out a bunch of stuff, but it was kind of hard to keep track. If like I, I can't imagine trying to figure out what he was putting out before I want to say like two thousand and five, because like he would put
2: out albums under, uh, under different things, yeah, pseudonyms, different pseudonyms, like, like King and and Victor yeah, Vaughn found thing yeah yeah i've been like huh
0: yeah and then he'd do collaborations where he'd also go under different pseudonyms like jj doom and the thing he did with uh yeah with uh what's his name i forget his name but he his name was like neruvian doom and just a bunch of other things like that i mean danger doom itself is also one of them like you'd get stupid snot nosed fifteen year old kids that'd be like, oh, "I want to hear more Danger Doom, but I can't find any of his music, man." <laughs> <laughs> but you wouldn't, like, you wouldn't know because you just didn't know. And yeah. this essentially like a, a down and dirty, uh, a bridge version of who Danger Doom is. And as far as Danger, I mean, <laughs> who MF Doom is, and as far as Danger Mouse. I'm sure I'm going to stumble over over these, like, a shitload of times. But this guy I'm not going to lie I don't really, I didn't really know much about him. the Danger Mouse? Yeah. The most I knew about him was his, uh the stuff about um When he was Grey working album. The- Oh, okay. And didn't really know much more than that. But yeah, I did after like the past month or so i was you know after reading up on some of this trying to figure what to put up on here and trying to like squish it and make it bearable to listen to uh mm-hmm. this guy turns out pretty famous producer uh it, his name is uh brian burton and i i'm pretty sure is credited in most of his big things as that uh i think as soon as he became a producer he just dropped danger mouse mm. yeah but uh like some of his biggest work are like he did stuff for beck the red hot chili peppers the black keys and in my opinion his like most the most popular thing that he did was the like he worked as a producer for the gorillas album demon days and Wait, so are we
1: still, we're still discussing danger mouse though right
0: yeah this is all danger mouse
1: Oh okay. Um, another thing that uh, uh, I I'm not sure if you actually looked into, but um, Danger Mouse is uh, like I've known of him for a long time, especially because of Danger Doom. But um, the when I actually fully n- noticed that he was like his own thing was actually when he was collaborating with um CeeLo Green for a few years.
0: Yeah, that did happen. Uh, they,
1: huh. Yeah, they were they together. Their collaboration was known as Gnarls Barkley, which released a few albums oh, together. Oh shit. And stuff. Yeah, they were they were known as, they were Narles Barkley. CeeLo Green was his own uh singer. And yeah. like even now, like now he's like his own thing. I don't think he's done music for quite a while, but and CeeLo he- uh used to be part of a group and then CeeLo became his own thing and one thing led to another and he ended up collaborating with uh Danger Mouse.
0: Yeah, the like the reason that it didn't really bring up uh that collaboration is just because the mm-hmm. uh, like I wasn't really aware of CeeLo Green until mm-hmm. he released that song Fuck You. Ah. You know the the one that was like super duper popular? Yeah, extremely uh, popular. Yeah, and that kind of overshadowed everything because I, like I didn't know that he would feature in all of these like hip hop things until later. Cause I, yeah, whenever... I,
1: I didn't know CeeLo was his own thing for either. Like, I, I had I had no idea he was so prolific. Because when I looked into his history, like he had done all these albums and he would shown up in a whole bunch of things. And I was like, I literally never noticed this guy. Um, but for me, uh, when I noticed CeeLo was through um, uh, Narsals Barkley and their their hit song "Crazy," which was constantly on the radio when it came out. Like that that song was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, they released uh yeah, I mean I really I really dug their their albums um, that they came out with and stuff It was a really interesting collaboration and stuff. It was um, it was especially interesting because uh, they ended up doing so many other like uh, um, not collaborations, but um Tributes to other bands and stuff like there's a really really good cover of a of a um, of a radiohead song um by uh, Cee-lo, like Celo singing it, and mm-hmm. it was when he it was just during his time as uh, Nars Barkley and stuff, and they, they it was a really 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 good um cover of "Reckoner." If anybody remembers that song,
0: I didn't ever listen to to Radiohead.
1: Uh, I, I did. I, I stopped after a while. I stopped when they started releasing their album on when uh, they I what was the name of that album? I think it was White Lotus or something like that. It came out on YouTube. Uh, that that was my cutting point for those guys, but uh, not to veer too far off topic, but uh, yeah. that was my introduction. And then I know uh, afterwards or somewhere along the line, he ended um Danger Mouse ended up working with uh, uh, Damon Albarn for um, the Gorillas.
0: Yeah. And that like, I want to say that's what he did right before uh, doing Danger Doom. Mm. um or that's like i think that released right before but uh at least i thought at that point until i like read some stuff earlier today and uh before like before he became you know this well-known producer the maker of tracks and writer of music he was just a he was just a college kid that would go under pelican city and then, like, later on, he'd use a pseudonym, Danger Mouse, where, uh, I mean, I haven't looked up pictures, but the internet says that he would <laughs> put on, he'd put on a, a mouse, a mouse head, uh, whenever he'd go up to DJ because he was, like, nervous and shit. And basically, like, I don't know how popular Pel- Pelican City was. I know right now, uh, they don't have, I mean, I don't know if anybody knows about them unless they're like really big fans. But he didn't really get much buzz about him until he released uh the infamous gray album. With like he he released um what was that song called? Or what was He released an album with uh like his first thing did pretty well. Like people liked them a lot. But like it just didn't catch on and mm-hmm. uh It wasn't until this thing was released called The Grey Album, which wasn't supposed to be like an actual, you know, like a serious release. It was just something he did on the side that he released for for free. And once people, you know, listen to it, they're like, oh, it's a mix of Jay-Z's acapella tracks from the Black Album. And he mixed the Beatles' White Album with it. And, you know, as you can imagine... Uh, doing anything with the Beatles is just gonna land you in a whole shitload of shit. Mm. <laughs> so he, he landed in a shitload of shit. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure, um, the distribution, like, I don't think he got sued or anything over it because he didn't make any money off of it. Uh, but they were trying pretty fucking hard to just get all of these the CDs off the streets and shit. And they got a lot of people angry and just started this whole, you know, uh, copyright thing back, you know, this is way back in the day before even some people were born because we're, we're old men now. Yeah. Yeah. And basically thanks to, thanks to the explosion of the gray album, uh, like that's how he got the part for, for, uh, the album Demon Days. And, uh, that's Given awesome. Days was
1: a really um interesting collaboration of different artists. I like the like song that. had so much variation between each song. Yeah. Or sorry, the album had so much variation between each song.
0: Yeah. And it's a Grammy nominated work, Mike.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a it's very, okay. very good, uh, album. I still listen to the whole thing occasionally.
0: Yeah. Keeping memories alive till I took a wick from my sleep. I work 12 16 hour days, plus my ass from week to week to what I left for no pain. Metal flowing through my veins, be the hip hop in my brain. Got the rhythm of my spirit and the soul of the insane the darkness to the light. No, I'll never stop the fight. Taking on these weak-ass punches, swinging back when the time's right. We don't have the same perspective. Hold my way up to the top. With the demons pushing, pulling, yelling, thought that I would stop. With my blood sweat and blisters bleeding, got my back and half, so fucked up. That's all, and that's basically your, like, little uh, you know, down and dirty history of who Danger Mouse is.
2: Nice.
0: Now let's yeah. get into it. It's a danger deal.
2: How did and they boom. make the collab
0: happen? So... You know, like I said earlier, a lot of things just happen by people talking to each other and just saying, wouldn't it be cool if we did this? You want to do something together? Let's try collabing. Because somehow they just meet each other and they just do it. And that's kind of how it happened in a way. But uh, none of it would have happened if it weren't for this guy. Because, I mean they had to talk to somebody, right? Like, you can't just go up to Adult Swim and be like, hey, yo, we want to do this thing. Like, there has to be somebody at the top that, you know, approves and de- denies these things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this guy happened Seth to be... Green. <laughs> Seth Green, did you say? Yes. Oh, no.
1: Nah, <laughs> this... just... Uh, whoever the fuck is in charge... Tra- I always confuse him. Is it Seth Green? Who- whoever is in charge of uh, current Adult Swim.
0: Well, you see, this this man... Mm-hmm. This man's name is Jason DeMarco mm. and he's the senior vice president and creative director of Adult Swim and the co-creator of Toonami. If nice, if you remember like whenever Toonami was relaunching and they were doing like a bunch of live streams and stuff about, you know, you could join their live streams and ask questions and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you probably saw him on there. He's like, he's like a guy with a full beard, full gray beard, a uh, heavier set fellow. Or maybe he's not even heavier set. Maybe he just has... Because of his beard, he looks like he has a white face. (laughs) But... This guy is basically the reason why we had all the good music in the Toonami promos. Why the Adult Sim Bumps had the music that they had. Why like Honor Happened why Is he still street? in charge yeah he's still he's still the guy as far as his twitter profile says <laughs>
1: then what happened like between then and like now to make them think before they brought back anime to make them think that it was okay to remove all the anime
0: well there was an entire stream where he answered that question <laughs>
1: oh really i should yeah. actually look into that it's I just, mean, I cause it's just it's such archived. an interesting topic to me
0: I'm not 100% sure if that stream is archived. I remember it happening and I was watching some of it when when it was happening. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: yeah, cuz it's always just been a strange thing to me cuz it just seemed like a backwards decision cuz like they 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 were so confident in removing the like anime from the block because they're like, "Oh, well nobody watches this and, you know, we're not making any money off of it." Only later to uh, you know, bring it out jokingly and then realize that they had People record, uh you know, views, and yeah. they're
0: like, "Oh, I mean, it." I'm pretty sure it's the combination of you know a change of regime with that whole like that CN Real crew that came into power around that time. But I, you know, I'm pretty sure that before that they had already taken it off. I can't probably, I probably I'm pretty can't sure it, it was
1: before CN Real that they had already started because like Adult Swim's like a removal of that sort of thing was like a. Um, A fairly gradual one like over time they just kept removing more and more animated things and they just started introducing their own uh, Live-action stuff.
0: Yeah but Hmm. um I'm I'll probably, I mean, we could probably do something like an episode. We can, we about can definitely discuss it yeah. in a
1: future episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure.
0: Cause I mean, that is an interesting topic. Maybe, yeah. maybe we can even get to the guy now that I, now that I'm following him on Twitter and that's how the world works. My God.
1: My God. Look at Noonie doing his, con- his, uh, sliding into connection. the DMs. Yeah. He's sliding into the DMs.
0: Yeah. So, right. like, if you look back at the tracks that Toonami used to use, mm-hmm. um, you'd find like names that, you probably recognize like Jay Dilla flying Lotus. And then uh, a name that I, that you probably didn't know until I said it earlier in this podcast named uh, Pelican city. Mm-hmm. And basically what happened was your boy, Jason DeMarco, the, you know, the guy, the co-creator of uh tsunami. Yeah. He, he bought a Pelican city CD and he liked it. And he called up your boy, Brian Burton, AKA danger mouse. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Hey, you want to use your stuff on, on Toonami? You want to use your music on the sing? And he, he was basically just said, yeah. And so the relationship had begun. And while Danger Mouse was, you know, having this like little relationship with, uh, the head of Toonami, he started working at a, at a label called Lex Records. Ah, that's what the album's called. And he started working on an album called Ghetto Pop. Which happened to be, you know, the same record label that MF Doom was at, and basically, like Danger Mouse and, Dan- and MF Doom started talking to each other, and Danger Mouse came up with the idea to pitch to DeMarco, where he basically told him, "Hey, what do you think about me and Doom making a tsunami album?" Since we're already working together, we already have this relationship, and, you know, I, I feel like I can get Doom to do it. And DeMarco basically told him, and I quote, I don't think Toonami, a Toonami album makes sense, but an Adult Swim album might make sense. Because we use a lot of old cartoons that we repurpose, and that's what Doom does with his music. Yeah, so it fits perfectly. Yeah, it's literally a perfect fit. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And, and it really did fit with it. Like, um I don't know if the uh I don't know if you remember the Boomerangs. Uh they didn't have an album I think per se, but Boomerang had been making uh their own like little music videos using uh like uh repurposed like and like edited clips of like their older programs and stuff. Yeah. Like I, uh Jabberjaw and McGillagorilla.
0: Yeah, there's a and I mean even the the whatever pussycats. Uh, yeah and like then also got, for
1: dexter's lab i believe they got yeah they uh, got
0: coolio <laughs> they got coolio from and uh, dexter's lab. Yeah. That, and who was that other guy the guy from the black eyed piece um what's his name andre no no, no, no that, that's andre 3000 that, yeah that that's
1: that's a whole other thing yeah. he had his own tv show that was too expensive for cartoon over to keep funding <laughs> huh. i love that show though. but um <laughs> God, what is that guy's name will I am they yeah, got will I am yeah, yeah. W- wasn't he the Dexter's one though
0: yeah him him and coolio were the dexters there oh, were, they were, they both they were doing more the dexter's? yeah there oh, were okay. more than one but um uh, oh. yeah there's a whole thing that I am there's a whole notebook that I have of links of those that I want to watch and like do a whole video or do a whole podcast of
1: yeah like um i believe those came out those predated the uh the the um, the uh, danger doom album if yeah I they did uh, yeah because i of remember them came later yeah but. i'm pretty sure the magilla gorilla one is probably one of its oldest though
0: magilla gorilla and for I, sale i got a gorilla for yeah, sale I, for sale
1: it was a yeah it was a rap and i i really love that song and um when i had heard that song at being the kid i was and wasn't aware that you know uh, artists can sound somewhat similar, but not be the same person. Mm-hmm. I assumed that the guy who did the McGilla Gorilla song was uh, MF Doom himself. Oh. Uh, later on, when like when I heard Mad Villain and the other songs that had come out like uh, on the album, I was like, "Oh, this is the McGilla Gorilla man!" And then years later, I was like, "That was not the Magilla Gorilla man.
0: <laughs> that, that man, that man was Plus. no McGilla Gorilla.
1: <laughs> I was no Magilla Gorilla." But like, yeah, like the, those introduced me to that, like. Uh, uh, even as a kid, I was hearing these uh, this type of rap.
0: Yeah, I mean, I want to say like Adult Swim and I, I guess Cartoon Network in general is like a reason why there's such a big boom of like this low high lo-fi hip hop trend.
1: Lo-fi hip hop, yeah, yeah. I mean, most certainly. I won't say that it's like where I first heard this type of music because no. my parents like raised me to be very musically like uh, varied. Like yeah. I, I listened to a lot of different stuff growing up. Mike my indeed parents, liked they- it
0: before it was cool.
1: Yeah, they well, no, it's just like my parents had like really varied taste in music So I would hear all sorts of shit all the time on the radio Like my dad was super big into like 80s glam rock and then also like 80s techno and stuff So I was always hearing that and that kind of evolved into uh, my love of like drum and bass And uh, then my mom was like really big into hip-hop like all variations of it Yeah she, she still gets mad when I don't remember like old artists and stuff and I'm like, I'm sorry
0: i mean whenever when you when you forget that jared leto's in 30 seconds to mars i mean I, I
1: still that still <laughs> that was a huge shock to me i mean i had no idea that jared leto was uh the the, the front man for 30 seconds to mars and also the Damage joker i mean i was like no i don't he's blame not just
2: a movie star
1: that's what i thought i was like this dude just came out of some nowhere or something they're like no nope, <laughs> he's he's 30 seconds to mars man i'm like no <laughs> And He's, my mom was the one who broke this news to me. She's like, "You didn't, you weren't aware." I was like, "No." <laughs> I, at first, I was like, "You're, you're bullshitting me, right?" Like, that's not. There's no fucking way those two are related. And then, and then one trip to Google uh, quickly corrected me.
0: <laughs> one, uh, one wiki later.
1: One wiki later. But um, yeah, like uh, I uh, I, I've always really appreciated the um, their. You know the, the the kind of music that they put on like Adult Swim, and I guess Boomerang by uh, by, by association. Uh, by association, yeah, because yeah. I mean they're pretty much the same network, more or less.
0: Yeah. Just, you know, one's nothing but reruns and the other one's Boomerang. Yeah, I mean, Boomerang, yeah,
1: yeah, Boomerang, <laughs> funny thing is Boomerang had a period where it was pretty bad because it became just, like, basically Cartoon Network's receptacle where, mm-hmm. like, all the shit that just wasn't, like, getting views, they would just shove it on a Boomerang. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, Boomerang started getting, uh, they started bringing back their older programming and then they also started introducing uh, content that's exclusive to Boomerang. So it started becoming a much better channel to watch and stuff, and so when I was still using cable, I eventually found myself looking at Boomerang more off Cartoon Network.
0: Yeah, I mean, I will say there there have been various points in my life <clears throat> where I wish I could just pay to watch Adult Swim. Uh, yeah. Just to have like the catalog, catalog of all their old shows and shit, and just like, even some of the stuff that they stream is like interesting and fun. Uh, it's just so... Well, one, you know, the web, the website's shit. But that's fine. The website is
1: garbage, and they yeah. leave it like that on purpose. Yeah. But I that, don't know, how actually, fine. how
0: does it work now? Well, let's go, let's go, let's figure it out on, no, the yeah,
1: Well, no, because they they used Flash before, and now they can't use Flash, so what the fuck could they be using?
0: I mean, they could still use Flash, it's just not supported. Ah, uh,
1: but do you think that they would maintain that joke?
0: Yes. Uh, <sighs> well, I mean, the top bar is different. Maybe they just made it look shitty on purpose
1: maybe i just remember that i had to use flash player to look at their fucking videos and it would piss me off because you couldn't uh seek on the video like you couldn't just skip to certain parts you had to watch the whole episode yeah or it would restart
0: yeah it looks it looks like they switched to html5 but they purposely tried to make it shitty shitty fucking which kind of sucks
1: i mean like i always i always hated watching shows on there because like it would it would uh like it would it would take a while to load because it's flash specifically. And then it would also have bugs like the, like the aforementioned thing about the seek bar and stuff. And they, mm-hmm. and they would kind of just tell you like, yeah, it's flash deal with it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure you won't have problems with that. Just, you know, nah. <clears throat> it's aesthetically just meant to look shitty. It's I don't a- think it actually, yeah. Yeah. it's a lot more well, snappy fine, than it was before. Like that's there's, good. there's no hiding the, the difference whenever I click something and it just loads yeah. instantly. That's good. Yeah. But uh basically, to go back to the little story, that's that's basically it. Mm-hmm. Like in the end, uh Danger Mouse asked Doom what he thought about the idea, and it turned out that Doom was already a huge fan of Adult Slim. And bam, the mouse in the mask happened. Yeah. And, and it led
1: uh, it led a not a movement, but I guess a trend. Of uh, other songs coming out later, I, yeah. I think as far as just like a few years ago, I, I want to say 2016, 2015, um, Adult Swim had another resurgence of a bunch of music that they had released. It was another like Sounds of Adult Swim or some other some other trendy title that they gave it. Where they had another like slew of a uh, of artists that they also put on their <laughs> thing, and it, the, the the hook was that it was like free music for the summer or something.
0: Yeah, I mean like, they've been oh, they've yeah. been doing that throughout the years. Um, they've been just like. Uh, making, like, compilations of, of different bands and sometimes yeah, they, uh, putting out whole albums. <laughs>
1: yeah, they, they signal boost these um, otherwise fairly indie artists.
0: Yeah, for the most part indie. And then sometimes it's, like, Run the Jewels and you're like, ah, I see.
1: Yeah, sometimes it's, like, some fairly large names and you're like, oh, cool.
0: Yeah. like But most of them are, you know, indie and, like, compilations and just, like, shit. And, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, it's al- it's always cool to... See that happen. And, uh, like this article that I, that I keep pointing back to, uh, it goes a little bit more in depth with, uh, because it's a, it's an interview with, uh, Jason DeMarco on like what it was like to work with MF Doom and, you know, basically asking him questions about stuff that was going on around then. Yeah. And I'd really recommend for people to go read it if they're curious. Like it just basically tells you about the ups and downs of working with Doom. Uh, the problems they ran into with the record label licensing issues that they had with songs and, you know, Doom basically telling them, yeah, yeah, I've, uh, it's already been cleared. It's already been cleared. It's fine. And, and then, then it then wasn't cleared. Getting phone calls later, later, uh, being like, hey, what the fuck? Nobody told me about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like, why they had to stop Doom's, like, uh what was that thing they were doing? Like, a something notebook where they were, like, releasing a song every day or every week i forget what it was and then you know the reason why like instead of a full album they got an ep out in uh 2006 uh you know because like there was another danger doom thing with uh that was called occult Mm him and uh it was basically like i want to say it probably has just like three original songs and one of them's a remix and then the other one's like uh a skit like the other ones are skits yeah they're like seven seven songs total but yeah it's a mm-hmm. uh, you know it's a interesting read if you're curious about it I'll have to look it, myself, it actually yeah I, I thought that I had actually linked it to you I don't uh, and recall. I was, I was, being shown. Like I, I was scrolling back through our messages, and I was like, "What the fuck? How did did I not link it to him? Did I just tell him about it and and not, I mean, you might uh, have spoken about
1: it at some point or something, and I just didn't really and, look into it. But yeah, like I'll have to look at that cause I, I mean, I I don't know. I always, especially for artists, I know, like I always like looking at like uh, just like insider details on how things were made, and you know, so on and so forth.
0: Yeah, and yes. Yes. No. Okay. yeah okay yeah uh i forgot what i was gonna say i thought you were gonna talk no <laughs> i
1: mean that, that's <laughs> that's more or less what i was gonna say like um I, I guess to bring the the point up again that you were saying it's like more often than not um like uh, these collaborations tend to come from just two people meeting each other and they're like hey you want to do the thing and they're like yeah sure why not i mean uh one of the more famous examples is literally two executives uh from Square Enix, <laughs> uh, meeting each meeting other in an elevator. And they're like, Hey, I do, I do, uh, fucking Disney. Square Enix and, uh, another guy from Disney, uh, being there. And he's like, well, it wouldn't it be cool if we mashed together Disney and final fantasy <laughs> characters. And they were like, yes. And then they made kingdom hearts.
0: And then they made it the most yeah. gigantic licensing nightmare that ever existed.
1: It was, it is still to this day, the <laughs> most gigantic licensing nightmare. They have to tread very careful waters every time they do anything. Oh, yeah. Not to mention how Japan takes their VAs very seriously. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when there's a death of a voice actor, Japan has this thing where the character just does Like, you cannot play that person's voice anymore, basically, in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. like uh, Or not so much, like, in reruns or anything, but, like, let's say a sequel to a very famous series is there, and that voice actor is dead now, you can't fucking use that character anymore, basically. Yeah. Um, I think the the case in Kingdom Hearts with Mr. Pig, um, his, he's completely silent in the Japanese version of the latest Kingdom Hearts.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa! Because spoilers. the voice actor
1: passed away. Ah. I mean, that's just a that's just a thing.
0: <laughs> Life movie. spoilers. Just a Life rumor. Spoilers. Yeah, just a rumor.
1: But uh, yeah, that's that's just how they treat their voice actors.
0: Yeah, and. Uh I also didn't know. I mean this is already after the fact, you know. You can just stop watching if you want, stop listening. But I didn't know that they actually used an MF Doom song in fucking um uh what's that thing called that Ashru made the intro for Boondocks. Is I mean it, it makes yeah, sense that he would show up in the, the
2: Boondocks. It's the uh, um it was, a corp no no uh, all caps. Yeah, they used all caps. Ah, okay. Yeah, I remember hearing that song. And I- Fuck. Oh, <laughs> he's no. dead. there goes my there goes, my, <laughs> there goes Mark he's dead he, he dropped his kid he had him on my the marbles <laughs> God. I lost my oh, marbles God. Um, I, yeah, I, I remember uh, looking yeah. it up because I'm like man I really like this fucking thing and like I had known of MF Doom before but for some reason my brain didn't p- pick together that it was him yeah. I hadn't heard that song I'm like oh shit this is really cool
1: Yeah. yeah I mean it makes sense that he would show up on the show though yeah, it does make sense. Too.
0: I mean, yeah, that that show usually has good music.
1: Yeah, yeah, they they definitely. I mean, I've always loved the Boondocks for its like inspiration from like. Uh, I mean, it just it felt like a very Adult Swim show. It it felt like a like a, a distilled version of the humor of like the the channel.
2: Yeah. Mm. Now, when are we going to talk about Andrew WK and uh, a Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Oh, I thought you were going to have- talk about the conspiracy theory
1: behind him. <laughs> about where, who, where he's, he's, he's not he's a, a real person
0: where he's yeah. not a real and
1: andrew wk is a concept not a person
0: and i i have direct ties to a bassist that uh works with him i can yeah. ask her go for i just it. have to be like hey i know we haven't talked in like uh 10 years and when <laughs> and, and when we did it was only for like five minutes I just
1: know. I mean, like it's a jokey thing, but it's also very interesting. Uh, Like, I I think my favorite story about that is in regards to uh, there was a um, there was an interview that they did one time with Andrew WK where um, they were talking to him about uh, they they brought up the theory because you know fans love to say embarrassing stuff when they ask questions and they asked him uh, they asked him about the thing. They're like, "Are you the real Andrew WK or whatever?" And he responded in an extremely cryptic manner. (laughs) And then gave him this weird smile and then started doing <laughs> his music and everything. And they are like, what the fuck was that?
0: Yeah. I mean, like, and oh, I, I really man. dig his, his new, like the, the newest song that he put out.
1: I have not seen it yet. Uh, I, I think li- somebody linked it, but yeah, I get I to see it. it.
0: It's just so simple and easy, but so heavy and good. I mean, the dude does like
1: really awesome covers. Like he's done a bunch of Gundam songs. The guy loves Gundam. It's a cool oh, game. Yeah, he had a whole
0: al- uh, like album concept. Yeah, album like uh,
1: his rendition of the char song was fucking great. I was like, holy shit, this is amazing.
0: And Mark saw him DJ once. I I think actually I might also know a guitarist that helped him out. Huh. <clears throat> hey Mark, do you know if Gabriel played guitar for Andrew W.K.?
2: Cuz I know um I know uh, No, I don't think so. Okay. I know he did he it for He played something. for M- Marty Free- uh Marty Friedman? Oh
0: yeah, he did do it for Marty Friedman. You know, it's it's cool that we know these people. If only we could get, (laughs) we (laughs) could do something like that. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Only you could make those connections.
0: Yeah, I mean, we easily can, but no.
1: (laughs) All all I'm all I'll be remembered for is that guy that was rude to uh, the lead drummer of uh, All Off at a convent at a convention.
0: The the guy that wouldn't hold up the the elevator. No,
1: no, yeah, I'm the guy that that purposely closed the elevator on the guy. Only mm. to later find out he was the uh, the drummer. The drummer. And I was like, oh, oh, my, oh bad. No. <laughs> my bad, my <laughs> bad. All right, <laughs> I didn't know you were a person.
0: <laughs> and that this sounds like the as good a time as I need to to end this uh, pseudo episode video thing. We'll figure it out. I, I hope you learned figured. a lot. Yeah, I hope you learned a lot. You we know, were,
1: we were here to hear Nooney's uh, lecture, and I hope you all enjoyed it as yeah. much as we did
0: i'll have you know i skewed up from the notes a great amount uh i had a shitload of information but mm-hmm. it's not natural to conversation no <laughs> i prepared this for hey, no, three no, hours what yes. was
2: the year that mf doom um uh-huh i don't i, I don't have your notes in front of me uh, yeah, uh that
0: when he released mm food yes when he when he uh you know? became <laughs> when he went under the the name jj doom Yes. Oh, when, uh, when, uh, your boy, uh, Childish Gambino referenced him in his song? Also, yes. When, uh, I, none of that's in here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't
2: know. Uh, when there you go making me you keep my thirst for knowledge that he didn't when actually Tyler,
1: the creator created a song in reference to him yeah well, if featuring him rather
2: when, when he showed up at his
0: concert and he was super hyped to see him and he was like super into it yeah but later you find out it wasn't him and he was like that just makes it even better <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah but it's, other people found out and they were very upset and they're like you need to come out onto the stage and, and, but,
2: <laughs> we're paying you but you're just your sending a body double to come to the show was,
1: uh, he said it was a social experiment and i'm oh, not uh, gonna comment I mean, on whether or not you know what the well you actual see well you see mike
0: the, the you see mike he is just a beat writer and a producer he is not the he is not a performer
2: Mm.
0: you see the the music represents itself and the person that's singing it or performing it shouldn't matter it's just a person artsy fartsy nobody cared until yeah, you see, wore that, the that, mask
1: like that's what i'm saying it's like i could uh I- i'm not gonna say he's that he was a villain like, i'm not gonna say he did it out yeah. of malice is what i'm saying or yeah. out of, like no intent. it's not out of i malice. will say that i believe in that during that incident he was genuinely doing it as an art piece yeah i i don't i will not say that i believe that he did it because he was being lazy he, yeah i, I think he legitimately was trying to get something going
0: and we could ask hannibal burris himself maybe i don't have any ties to him but we could damn sure tweet him Yeah,
1: we can we can ask him
0: <laughs> and i think this was all like some of these were also after he got deported from the united states in 2010 and uh was he denied he He's he was from london UK, right? yeah he was born in london he was london born and mm. he was denied entry back into the United States. Why? Uh, because uh, yeah, I'm—I don't know—he's black. Let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're we're I mean, probably not going to be wrong. It'd like that. Yeah. yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. And then uh, I could also tell you about how he actually died on October 31st, but we found out on December because they didn't know how to go about it, and that's what his wife posted on the Instagram. Mm. So when I looked up, uh, <laughs> when I looked up his Wikipedia, and it said he passed out on, or he passed away on um, October 31st. I was like, oh, I can't Three believe broke. these fucking assholes can't even keep his thing right. And then, and then I okay, kept looking yeah, it into it, and perfect. I was like, "Ah, I'm the fucking asshole." <laughs> How dare you!
1: <laughs> it, it happens, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, and that's well, that. We'll uh, we'll, that. we'll see you guys uh, when we see you. Good night. Have a good
2: life.
1: God bless us, everyone.
0: Unwanted. I'm the odd one out the bunch. New places, new faces got me feeling out of touch. Can't believe the things I see and hear. People fucking nuts. Speech and pride, straight up lying. Ain't got no temperate but I'm right and you're wrong. Your opinion isn't valid. Feeling like I'm full of green, but with nuance that I added. We don't have the same perspective. Cloud my way up to the top with the demons pushing, pulling, yelling. Thought that I would stop from the mischief. Sirens, plastic bags into these calloused hands busting out with my beats. Suicide and homicide made dead eyes weep. Keeping